0: This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host Greg Crumpton. Hey, everyone! Welcome. What's up? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm Tyler Crowley. I'm Tyler Kern, joined as always by the man, Greg Crumpton. I'm having a rough Tuesday. Greg, take it away, man. I'm, I need to step aside.
1: Well, Tyler, um, regardless of your last name, you do a fabulous job, and <laughs> you are just known as uh, uh, Producer Tyler. So there you go. No uh, need to worry about that that surname. I just, but,
0: uh, you know, I, I try to stay consistent, and then some days you just, you're, you know you're not on your A game, and you, you just, you're just going to try to get by, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, totally, totally. So... <laughs> It is good to talk to you today. Um, just uh, uh, coming off the Super Bowl weekend, which right. you said we can't talk about. Obviously, your team did not perform well, um, so it's, I'll let it go. It's not so much that. that I
0: had a team; it's the, it's that I had you know just small just small dollar amounts placed in certain areas that, um, mm. that did not make its way back to me after the game. Let's just just we'll put it there and leave it like that.
1: Well, the house always wins, brother.
0: It's true. It's true. I don't know why I continue to do this thing to myself, but that's not what we're here to talk about, Greg, because we have another fantastic guest here joining us on Straight of Crumpton. We have Abigail A. Bear. She is an account manager at ServiceLogic along with Greg. Abigail, thanks so much for joining us. Do you prefer Abigail or Abby?
2: You can call me Abby. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Awesome. Abby thank you for being here Greg tell us a little bit about Abby how did you guys uh, how did you guys meet how did she end up joining us here on the podcast
1: well I think it was the money you know I mean if I had to
0: well yeah
1: I had to lay out the truth it's probably that 20 bucks I slipped her No, we um, Abby works for a strategic uh, accounts group at service logic and I support them and her on a couple of technical accounts and uh, we just uh, started working together and she does a phenomenal job. And I watched the way uh, and listen to the way that Abby handles her accounts. And in particular, uh, the one that I help her with is a, a unique account that requires a whole lot of, uh, I won't say um, hand holding, but it requires a lot of attention. And watching her and listening to her, and then knowing that we talk about relationships on this podcast, I thought, hey, I bet Abby would be great at this, and uh, so I mailed her twenty bucks and an invite. And by golly, she bit! So here she is. Welcome, Abby.
2: Thank you, thank you. I think I lost that twenty dollars in the mail.
1: Oh well, well, the mail's <laughs> slow right now. It's COVID, probably.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: So, um, Abby, you know it, it's so fun to get to talk to you. Not talking about outside air dampers and gas and refrigerant for a bit. Um, that because that's usually where we are, but I uh, wanted to just get you on the day and learn a little bit about you and in particular how you build relationships with your with your clients and your contractors and all the folks that it takes to keep your uh, you know your world uh, and and when I think about your world, you're one of many moons orbiting the service logic uh, globe because you know, you have a group of, of folks you take care of and like we have Michelle Miller on. She has somebody she takes care of from a customer standpoint. So it's always cool to, to see the different aspects that, that you ladies handle your clients. So tell us a little bit about you, how you wound up at Service Logic, And, um, and, and then I'd love to dive into how you, how you start that conversation out with a new client or a new contractor. They're kind of one and the same for us, really. Um, just kind of jump into it. What's Tell us about Abby.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, so I started in the service industry right out of high school and through college. And from there, I landed a job. Well, that's where I think I get most of my customer service, and I really enjoy customer service. From there, I landed a job, project management with a construction company. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Just I wanted to be... More customer facing. I really enjoy having conversations. I definitely think I'm a people person. I'm very outgoing. So I was looking for a change of scenery in my job career world, and Service Logic uh, reached out and it was perfect. I, I started from the bottom, but since then I've gotten to, let's see, I have three big accounts now. And yeah, I think I've done a really good job at building those accounts up. I think it's really important to have confidence when speaking with the customer. And so I just try and be as transparent and relatable as possible when I'm talking to a new client, but you also have to feel them out and make sure you know who you're working with. I just try and be really personable and relatable to everyone I talk to starting out. So they just feel comfortable and know that this is more of a a friendship relationship than it is just like straight business. Um, I think that makes it more comfortable for everyone.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, like I was saying, listening to you and, and listening to how you build that relationship is, is really cool to watch because you can, I, I mean, from my viewpoint, I don't, I don't run the account like you do. I just kind of get to watch from afar and you and I can see the development, you know, over I don't how I don't know how long you've been here, um, but I've, I've watched it develop over the the period that I've interacted with you, and it's really cool to see that transformation and the maturity in the friend in the uh, in the relationship, and how uh, the the customer, our end user, always you know kind of comes back to you as their hub, and and I think that's such a compliment when they feel comfortable doing that.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think it takes it from just being such a business relationship and it it kind of transforms it into a, a, I don't know, like a warm and fuzzy relationship where they can count on me for anything because we do get to joke around and make jokes with each other. But then we are also very business like and we know when something's going wrong, we know when to s- flip that switch and figure out, put our focus more on that. But we can also still always joke around and have a really good time. So what do you, what
1: do you think makes that uh, what what do you think are those steps, and what what is that that tipping point in a relationship where you're like, okay, this person you know feels comfortable, I feel comfortable, you know, how do, how does that work? How quickly does that happen? What can you do to to accelerate if you want to? Just any, any thoughts around that?
2: I don't. I think it's different for every single client based on how comfortable they feel and when. I think I'm a very personable person so I can relate to people very well. My personality I kind of just create that bubble of fun and hap- but I can happy also bubble. feel. Yeah,
1: so happy, hap- bubble. happy bubble. happy bubble. I like exactly. it.
2: Exactly. So I, you know, I try and make people feel as comfortable as possible right off the bat and I make it seem like they're talking to a friend instead of you know, someone in business or a partner that they may be working with. But you know, it it's different for everybody. I think everyone has different timeframes of when they can feel comfortable. And sometimes it never happens. Sometimes it always is just kind of like that awkward business relationship. You just have to figure that out and work with it. But thankfully for me, I know. Thankfully for me, I just think my personality makes everybody feel so comfortable that I just, I don't really have any clients that it's, it's weird, weird with.
1: Yeah. You know, when you, when you have a, it's like Tyler and, and me, you know, for so long, I've worked to engage and and involve, and he just keeps me at arm's length. It's like you're well, you're just a guy. I'm a closed and...
0: book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, but like you you were just describing Abby. We 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 do have that relationship. Uh, I think you and I have it, and Tyler and I have it, and it's fun. But you're so right when you get that one-off deal to where you're just like you know, what could I do to make this any better? And, you know, you sit on a phone call and you like, hey, well, you know, how was your weekend? And, you know, just try to be engaging a little bit. Not not that you're trying to impede on their life, but, you know, there's got to be more to it than X's and O's. But um, God knows, I can think of a couple over the years. that I've just, I never could crack the, the code. And, um, but... I'm also competitive, so then I don't quit trying, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way to get in there, but you know, sometimes you don't.
2: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't, and it is, it is what it is at that point. But I guess if you're competitive, never stop trying. Good for you.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> what else are you going to do? I mean, if you're assigned to them or they're assigned to you, or God knows they pick you, Uh, you know, know. you take care of them. You, you have to be respectful and you're there to do a job. Um, So you, you know, you execute the job portion, but you know, there's just a familiarity and a fun. And I mean, God, I've got customers that, you know, when they're traveling and they're in our town, they'll stay at my house. You know, we've just been friends and and colleagues for so many years is you don't even think about like, you're doing commerce with this person that's just you know it's just brian you know brian <laughs> yeah. brian's in from minnesota and we're going to have dinner and he's going to stay at the house like okay like it's not a big deal because of you know 30-year relationship um that started just as benign as all of them but they just you know they go through these uh the it's kind of like a you know how people go through a learning curve. It's like a relationship, how they either start and flourish or start and flatline or, you know, peak and then valley. So it's, it's just like anything else. You could track and trend it. But anyway, um, so tell us what the life of, of uh you know, like how do you roll through your day, like give us some of that human interaction piece of like you get up in the morning, you have your inbox is always empty. I know you, and the phone oh, never yeah.
2: rings. Oh yeah. So just silence have, all day. It's a beautiful thing.
1: So walk walk us through some of the cool stuff you do, and then you know I love to hear how people juggle their time, um, and then um, just I, I I don't know. It's just so unique uh, of how everybody goes about their day. I love to hear a little bit of snippet of yours.
2: Yeah, um, well, I start my day off with coffee, like most of America, I believe. Um,
1: amen to that. Yes. <laughs> amen
2: to that. And my first thing I do is I am guilty. I clear my inbox. I like unread messages in my inbox. Uh, I like a clean inbox with you know no notifications. So I start with cleaning out my inbox just to see what is in high importance of the day. And then I just start from the bottom and go from the day before anything I didn't finish and get it finished. If emergencies arise, which in strategic accounts we do take care of the that's emergency what we line. Do.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's that's what I do every day. So um, if emergencies arise, that takes precedence over everything else. So I just work with my customer. Um, I we've gotten to the point now where we are taking our own accounts emergency calls throughout the day. So uh, that's something great because that's, you know, again, building that relationship with your customer um, and, and making them know that they can rely on you for anything that you're there for them. Those arise. I do that. My biggest thing, though, is I time block my days. If I need to do something, I make sure to just time block that out because you never know if an emergency is going to arise. I think it's really important to just block out your day for important, important things that you need to do if it's moving forward things in the system, um, emailing people back or building sites in the system. It's really important to just time block all of that out.
1: Now, Abby, being that you you started your career in construction, do you think that some of that productivity comes from projects, uh, you know, like are you a trained PMP so you understand how to block out time and and a scheduler or or is that just a, a natural... Thing you you took on yourself.
2: I think that's just my personality. I do that in my personal life. Um, yeah, I block out everything in my calendar. Um, I use, I still use a a, a planner. I'd, I'd so lame. I know people are all about technology these days, but I have to write it down. I enjoy writing it down. I enjoy sitting at the beginning of the week and just figuring out my week. So um, I I do that in my personal life. I I just think that's my personality and how I always uh, I've always been
1: my wife uh, is a is a paper planner as well. So, um, you know, we've got all these high tech things laying around the house, computers and iPads and all that, and she prefers that big pen and a you know a five dollar planner. So
2: yeah. uh, whatever,
1: whatever works, you know. That's what I enjoy matters.
2: it, and I think it's the visual of me writing it down and something it just hits my mind and I I remember it. So most of the time I don't even need to go back and look. I I think it's the the visual and writing it down so um, i don't do that for work i do use my calendar my outlook um i rely heavily on all things technology work related but for my personal life i prefer my planner
1: well now that you mentioned your personal life i wasn't going to go into it but uh yeah. no i'm just i'm just kidding um <laughs> I, I do i do think what I, I know of one thing you do in your personal life that i think is really cool and that would be the raising money, uh, for cancer. So yeah. how, how did that come about? And then what, you know, as much as you want to share, um, how, how does that work? How do, what, what's your, your, uh, money, money raising techniques and, and why do you do that?
2: Yeah. Uh, so we actually started raising money and walking for a friend of mine in school, his mom started the Primax Pink Warriors, through raising money for the American Cancer Society for her mom who passed away of breast cancer. A few short years later, she was diagnosed. So we really rallied even more around her. And then the following year, my Nana was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so that kind of lit a fire under me. I think when when you see it firsthand and you go through it with your family, it it makes it more real. It makes you want to have a better impact on the world. And And help out as much as possible. So I started raising money. I did my first little fundraiser. It was awesome. Um, Raised $1,500. I was so excited. And now we are now raising over $20,000 for the American Cancer Society and making strides against breast cancer.
1: That's awesome. Good good for you.
2: I've had to develop a lot of relationships in that. We do a huge silent auction and raffle. So I've had to build a team around me to help me it's hard to find people too that you know have a passion as bright as yours and want to do it for free i enjoy fundraising uh, but it is you know time out of your day that you're taking so it's hard to find a team but i have found a, an amazing team uh, that has rallied around me and has worked their butts off to to raise this money as well which is incredible but with that i have to build those relationships and getting raffle prizes and silent auction items. So it's, you know, personality. A lot of it has to do with your personality.
0: That
1: happy bubble again.
2: So that happy bubble.
1: <laughs> I love that. Well, anytime you're raising money, um, you know, for something you're passionate about, and, and my I lost my dad to cancer as well. And um, it, it certainly raises your awareness um, any time it hits that close to home. So thank you for doing that. That's good stuff.
2: Yeah, so I really what, enjoy it.
1: So what is that moment? What, what occurs in the moment where somebody decides, I'm going to give Abby money for this cause? What do you think that looks like? How do you, how do you get to a point, and we all we all or um, many of us do it as far as giving you know to good causes, but I'll, I'll often uh, wonder what happens, like mentally, like okay that I'm I'm going to support that cause, yeah, you know, and if you think about it from, or when I think about it anyway, um, it's always like um, a snap decision. You know, like I, like if I read something, I'm like, I'm in, or yep. if I have to think about it, typically it's hard to go back and, and commit. I don't know why I'm like that. Or, or do you have those moments when you're raising money with people?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely telling a story uh, and you want people to believe the story and love the story and uh, want to get to the story. I think people probably question sometimes or maybe look at it differently, but you just have to make sure they understand the story and what you're doing and why you're doing it uh, and making sure that they feel comfortable giving their money to something that is bigger than you are. I mean, this is giving to people who I don't even know yet. Um, I may never know. So I think just, I hate to say it this way, but you're selling them on, you know, giving money?
1: Yeah. all we, we talk about on this show a lot that the transfer of trust and what that moment feels like when that trust is finally given over and they write a check or they sign your agreement or, you know, it worked. If you say, okay, I've got your problem. I'm going to take care of it. They trust that you're going to. We just talk about those, those, uh, those tipping points. And, um, it's always interesting uh, uh, when in a relationship that occurs.
2: I don't, I'm, I think it's different for every relationship, depending on, I mean, how hard you're trying to push for something um, and what you're pushing for.
1: So, Tyler, like when you and I are working together and if you let's say we're working on a conflict of time or whatever calendar and I say, hey, I'm going to get back to you. You know we've developed a kind of report where, okay, you know I'm gonna get back to you and not leave you hanging typically unless there's an issue. you know we all have crap that comes up. How does that work for you in your head when that when when do you get to a point like you're talking to Abby for you know forty five minutes today, do you get a feeling like, hey, you know she sounds like a trustworthy person i'm gonna I'm gonna venture a little deeper with her or ah. She's gonna be one of those standoff accounts. <laughs> how does how does that um how do you feel about it? You know, a young guy like you and coming up through the ranks. How does that how does that hit you?
0: You know, I think I, I think whether we know it or not, we're we're constantly evaluating relationships and 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 the the people that we encounter. And I I don't think it's it's a conscious thing, but as we go throughout our day, we rely a certain amount on other people, right? Like the three of us here on this podcast all have schedules and we all relied on one another to show up when we said we would show up. And we all did that. And, and in a way, I think that it, it ticks a box for all of us. Like I, I know that I can always rely on Greg to be there when it's time to record these podcasts. And Greg knows that without fail, I will probably forget to send the links until the morning of the podcast, but that I will do it. And sometimes I need reminding. and uh and. I had never met Abby before the the podcast today, but Abby showed up and uh, was on time for the podcast. And so there's there's almost like that that unknowing kind of uh, check that you that you kind of do in your mind when you meet people. And then as you have more and more experiences with people, I think you build that trust just from those types of experiences. Of oh, when Greg says he's going to do something, he does it. When Tyler says he's going to do something, he does it. And, and and i think that it almost becomes like i said i don't think it's a conscious thing i'm not sitting there like keeping tallies of every time greg does the right thing but i think in our minds that's how we kind of build and feel and and, and fill the kind of feelings that we have towards different people just by those shared experiences and i think more than anything that what helps um relationships that are personal and also kind of blend into the work environment work so well is that the more that we kind of go through and overcome in, ter- in our relationships, I-, I feel like the more that that binds you together, right? Like there are people in my life that have been there through difficult times that I've talked to through difficult things, right? And you know how those relationships, you always come out stronger on the other side. And I think the same can be true for business type relationships. When you go in and you have difficult days, and when you have those times where you have to uh, rely on people around you, and you kind of come through that sort of situation together, then that's that's one of kind of like those big hallmark moments in relationships where you know that you've come through something together and and it keeps you it brings that relationship closer and kind of makes it last longer and i think that like i said whether we know it or not there are always those moments occurring and and that to me kind of speaks to the, uh, th- that kind of trust idea of we build that trust by having those experiences with one another. And, and, um, and I think that that's kind of been a big thing from the past year, right? Like we've been dealing with COVID 19 now for a full year. And uh, I think the people that have consistently shown up and done what they've needed to do, I think I've built stronger relationships with those people despite the fact I haven't been able to see them every day, right?
1: Tyler, I was sitting here while you were, uh, toward the end of the thinking, man, that's COVID, you know, yeah. we've all, mm-hmm. we've all been through this shit for a year now. And it's like, you, you, the the people I feel like that I've gotten tighter with Abby for one, I don't ever see her, but I talk to her fairly often. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have had the, the need really, uh, not even the desire or the want, but the need to learn to trust each other a little bit deeper but there's always a little bit of trepidation on new relationships. So it's just cool to me when things click and you can see the thing developing. And then there are times like, you know, maybe Tyler last week when we're sitting here waiting on somebody who never showed up. And, you know, when we were trying to record, <laughs> we're like, it's going to be hard to have a podcast without a guest. But I'm just saying. Um, but, no, I think we live and learn as we go. Um, so what, what do you think, Abby, there, the COVID crap? Um, I don't know what the uh, – it, it's beyond pandemic. It's is a mindset. Um, how, how does that – how has the last year affected your relationships, both on the, on the uh, playing field and off, so to speak?
2: Yeah, it's crazy times, but it's – I think – since i've been home i have actually been reaching out to more people that i've not talked to um because of covid-19 and and being just in the house all the time so i think um covid-19 i think has actually helped many relationships um it's also hurt some relationships um being in the house for such a long time but um speaking
1: like I, a true married woman
2: i mean i'm not even there yet <laughs> <laughs> So close <laughs>
1: Cohab- cohabiting.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting but something I've also seen is um, not everyone is like me. Um, I'm a very trusting person. I am always there for people. Um, I'm always there to uplift people and be positive. Um, and I think that's something else that I've had to learn is my expectations of others um, is sometimes a little too high
1: yeah you know that's so true but god it's so hard to say because you don't want to be like a naysayer but right my my dad told me something a long time ago obviously um and i can't he's been gone a long time we were just talking the other morning at home here about how how long it had been but he told me in his sarcastic way if you don't expect much, you won't be let down. Yep. And I thought, damn pops, um, that's a little bit harsh, but you know, in, in that quiet place, you go in your head and you don't want to be in that place. But darn if it isn't true a lot of times, like you have to be careful to manage your expectations so that, absolutely you know, when things die, you don't, you know, have a breakdown, you're just like, all right. And and you know to Tyler's point while ago you don't keep score, but you you do kind of remember the scar tissue a bit.
2: Absolutely, yeah. It's something I'm learning every day to lower the expectation because if it's just not that high, then I just will never be disappointed. Um, so it's something I learn every single day. But
1: we can't be that way. We also have to be resilient. And uh, or I say, I can't be that way because I get all down. I'll be jumping in the <laughs> damn swimming pool with shoes, concrete shoes. But I I have to maintain that realization of, uh, of being let down or, or managing expectations, but being optimistically happy about, you know, life. And that's, you know, it's a balance uh, for me a lot of days to figure out that balance and you said something while I go on to ask you about, you said, um, Abby, not, not Tyler. Um, you said that COVID has allowed you to talk to more people. And did you mean verbally or do, are you, do you find yourself texting more, talking more on the phone? What What is your.
2: Yeah. Like, talking more on the your, phone and FaceTiming.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, I got my grandparents an iPad for Christmas so they could FaceTime us, um, which was huge. Cause I mean, we hadn't seen them in a year. So that was really awesome. Um, so technology really has come through, uh, during COVID-19 and has, I think done a lot for relationships, but yeah, mostly talking on the phone. I, I, I'm not a big texter anyways. So
1: it's interesting that we, we've, we've had a couple of people on here. We've talked about this question uh regardless of age range the answers have not been consistent um but i think Tyler you tell me what if your memory is better than mine i hope god i hope it is <laughs> um it seems like more people are saying they're talking more
0: yeah it, yeah i think so well, you said it. I think last week we were I talking did. about it. I did. I yeah. did. I mean, I I've i FaceTimed with a with a friend last night, you know, and and that's not something I ever did before this this whole thing started. In fact, if this friend were to have called me, you know, uh February of 2020, I would have been like, "Why the hell is he calling me? Why didn't he just yeah. text me?" You know, but now he FaceTimed me and we we you know, talked for 30, 45 minutes or whatever. Our our wives were watching the the Bachelorette and texting about it or whatever or whatever the heck show was on last night and um and he and I just sat there and you know griped about the Super Bowl and other things going on or whatever but yeah that's that's totally something I I wouldn't have done and you know we taught we taught my my wife's grandmother how to how to Facetime so we can actually see her and and things like that so spending way more time on the phone than I used to.
1: What do you do about your Spider Man pajamas, though? Do they look at them weird, or are they okay with that?
0: Oh no, I put one of those filters on um, that makes it look like I'm a I'm a big muscly man, uh, and they it hides my Spider Man pajamas. I hear you, brother. Well,
1: th- th- this is I don't know why I just thought of this, but a a, a guy who used to work for me, um, when you, you guys remember Dale Earnhardt, the race car driver?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So th- this guy lived near where Dale Earnhardt was from. So he was naturally a Dale Earnhardt fan. And th- this is kind of weird, sad, funny, kind of a combo. But that guy told me one time years after Mr. Earnhardt died in that wreck. He said, you know, the night that, now this, this guy's 35 years old telling me this at this point in his life. He said, I put on my Dale Earnhardt pajamas and just sat there and cried on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt bad, but you know, for the, obviously for the Earnhardt family, but I couldn't see Mark sitting on his couch as a 35 year old five foot square guy crying in his PJs. It was just kind of a weird moment. So there you go. Another rabbit hole. uh, (laughs) Greg, Greg ran down. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so, so much fun when your brain has, uh, these spider web of images in it that you get to go look at, but I don't know, Tyler, it's, um, you know, I think you and Abby are fairly close in age. So um, I, I could see where, where you guys are both uh, trending toward talking more versus texting more. And I think people, my age seem to be texting more, which is really weird because they always <laughs> talked on the phone before, but it's, it's who, true. Who knows? I'm
0: I'm particularly curious to see just what behaviors change coming out of this whole, this whole mess that we've been in for a year, right? Like this, this 100% sets us sets us on a different course than we were before it happened and i'm i'm interested to see what the changes are that remain permanent you know will i talk on the phone more 2 years from now than i would have otherwise you know I, there's there's no real way of knowing that but uh, but i think that you you could probably take a guess that the answer is going to be yes and i'm i'm particularly fascinated by that and also how it affects different you know consumer behaviors and how we interact with people at work and um and that sort of thing so i am I'm, I'm really fascinated by all of that and i think uh i think Abby and I will have uh, the the opportunity to um to to really see how this kind of plays out throughout uh, our generation that's kind of right here in the midst of our working careers um you know and 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 we'll see the long term effects of this you know 20 years down the road
1: well, you you are both in a position to where you have to communicate. You you both get paid to communicate, albeit different, you know, things. You're still in the the customer interface. You know, how can I help you situation, and uh, that will be cool to see how that evolves. You know, whether it's uh, one screen that that you get the how you want to interact. You know, you press a button on your device for. FaceTime phone call video, you know, whatever. Um, gosh, it sounds like a smartphone. Maybe we already have that, but (laughs) no, I, I I think that, uh, you you guys, are right. You're going to see more and more of it. So, well, Abby, um, this is the, the part in the show where I get to say, is there anything really, really important that you'd like to say that I haven't asked you about relationships?
2: Um, no i think i think we've covered it
1: really all right yeah <laughs> i'm ready for that honorary doctorate now yes yes now, it, it's uh it, it's really been cool to talk and, and we are coming up on the on the stop but uh just really do appreciate your insight um your your mature approach to how you do your job because i really enjoy watching you do that but more so uh, enjoy interacting with you. So thank you for taking time with us and, um, uh, just sharing a little bit about what you do. I love, I love your cancer efforts. That's so cool. Thank you for doing that. Um, and I hope we get to keep supporting that effort.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm learning every day and I hope to never stop learning. So thanks for having me, Tyler and Greg. I appreciate it.
1: Well, Tyler, this is uh, this is where you get paid brother. This is, my,
0: this is my time to shine i think um well i, I look this this was a fantastic episode And I, I really enjoyed getting to learn more from from abby's perspective and uh and i i loved the conversation that we were able to have and um and look forward to many many gr- great episodes uh just like this one and so greg we have more episodes coming out soon right so uh so we got to buckle in strap up and uh make sure that people are uh, subscribed and ready to go yeah, I was looking at the calendar
1: this morning before we jumped on, and I think we've got like some serious weeks booked. And um, I, I, like Abby, I sit down at the beginning of the week and kind of work on my, you know, what what's going to happen this week. And one of my slots to fill is okay, who who would be the next generation of podcastees? So I'm starting to really think about it because we've had such a good. I don't know, a year plus now run of some really high quality conversations and and even higher quality people. That will be the fun of it as well.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be, it's going to be a journey, Greg. Uh, But we've had, uh, we've had fun up until this point. We're going to keep having a good time and uh, talking relationships and how would they intertwine with our personal lives and business lives and, uh, and everything in between. And so, Greg, thank you again for joining me for this episode, man.
1: No, had a blast. Really, really high quality stuff, Tyler. Thank you for putting it all together once again, man.
0: Well, it's a blast getting the opportunity to be a part of this. And uh, everyone, make sure you head to gregcrumpton.com to listen to all of the episodes of the podcast. Or of course, you can catch them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks again to our guest, Abby A. Bear, for joining us today. Thanks again to the man himself, Greg Crumpton. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. We'll talk again soon.